The Forum at 8 on SAFM. It's 12 minutes past 8. Welcome to the Forum at 8. This morning we ask, what are the most interesting old wives' tales that you've heard? What are the most interesting old wives' tales that you have heard? Old wives' tales exist in every culture and are often so pervasive that we make them as truth. Scientists have argued, though, that most tales are no more than legends. From tales to do with fertility to weddings and not eating from the pot, what is the most interesting one that you have heard? Welcome to the Forum at 8. SMS us on 34701, 34701, 2 rand per SMS. Twitter at AIMLive on SAFM, and we are available on email, AIMLive at sabc.co.za. In fact, uh, we'll read your SMSs in just a moment, but let me introduce you to our guest this morning, Saki Kotsa, is a board member of the Afrikaans Language and Culture Association. A very good morning to you. Morning and good morning to your listeners. We're also joined on the line by Mr. Nikhil Gulati, an astrologer, fortune teller from India. Good morning to you. Good morning and good morning to your viewers. Ms. Brenna Mklope, as you know, is a well-known storyteller. A very good morning to you, ma'am. Good morning, good morning, SSM listeners. I'd just like to read some SMSs before I come to uh, my guests to get your point of view on this. Uh, as Kumbuzo writes, my mother used to say we must not eat while there's lightning. Job in Kimberley says, how about blow Mandach as in blue Monday? Mal Vern says in football, when a team is taking a penalty, the male spectators pull. Okay, I can't read that. When the penalty is missed. And uh, this one says in many African cultures and European history, the kings would not eat anything before one of their subjects had eaten first or prepared the food. So, Mamplina, let me ask you, as, as far as you're concerned, how did old wives' tales come about? I think um, people invented these uh, old wives' tales in order to get us uh, to, to, to behave in a particular way so that we believe that. I think when we were children, we're more valuable. When I was a child, uh, something that relates to my line of work as a storyteller, our grandparents, if you ask them to tell you a story because you loved it so much, they told you, Aibo, you can't tell a story in the daytime, you will grow on. So we grew up knowing not to ask for stories in the daytime. There was a lot of work to be done, I think. They didn't want to be bothered by children wanting stories. Some people still ask me today if I'm not scared of growing horns since I tell all these African stories in the daytime. And, uh, Mr. Gulati, what is the practice in India? And, and how much do people practice what they preach, so to speak, when it comes to these old wives' tales? Well, uh, the country where I come from is India, and uh, India, as you know, is one of the oldest civilizations uh, which has been going on for the last 7,000 years or so. So you can imagine uh, with all the ages and the centuries uh, where these uh, superstitions, what you uh, said, what you call now old wives' tales, have been passed on to the present generation. Uh, to understand these uh, do's and don'ts, uh, one has to go into the past of uh, different uh, centuries and generations where they started to come into the being, where uh, the intellectuals of that uh, society, which was say around second century or uh, before Christ BC or uh, you know whichever century they started to come, like uh, people don't want to cut their nails, they are told by their uh, grandmas that uh, don't cut the nail after sunset. I mean, just like the small thing, the reason behind this is that uh, because there was no electricity, say, a few hundred years back, and, uh, and nail is a sharp thing which can, which can pierce your uh, lower foot and, you know, you can get hurt yourself. So it's better to cut the nails in the daytime, just like a small example that I'm giving you.
uh, how these uh, things came into the being. But the whole thing is that we have to be rationalist also, where we have to refine it according to the modern socio-economic condition and then follow them. I mean, <laughs> that's what my opinion is about it. I wonder, just, is there any difference between what people say in India and here in South Africa? As much as we have an Indian community that has its roots in India, the societies are often influenced by their environments. Exactly. I mean, because... Uh, uh, it's more or less the same. I think uh, people follow that side. Uh, here also people are following more or less uh, the same thing, but in a different way. Let's put it that way. Saki mm. Kota, just to come back to you, are there cultural differences in South Africa? I mean, we're a multicultural society about these old wives' tales. Uh, yes, definitely. Uh, within all our language and cultural communities in South Africa, we have a di- diverse uh, identity and a, a diverse uh, differences in uh, cultural beliefs and in old-time stories uh, because it just form a unique part of, uh, of our culture. Are there any interesting ones that, that you know that, are, that come from the African community? Um, yes, uh, old-time stories, uh, especially uh, for, for, for children, uh, parents telling their children that uh, uh, if you don't uh, wash your hands before the meal, uh, the meal will, uh, will not mean anything uh, to your health, mm-hmm. um, as, as well as uh, bedtime stories. Uh, I've heard one of your commentators saying, uh, stories, uh, we used to that uh, not during the day, but uh, in the evening. And uh, the bedtime story was also told as a belief and uh, as part of your uh, success uh, in your future life. We're taking a calls on 0891 What are some of the more interesting Old wives' tales that you've heard, even the most outrageous ones. Just, uh, just, I, I wonder just how people associate the level of belief that they should apply to these old wives' tales. Is it because if Gogo tells you that, then you you definitely believe it's sacrosanct and you'll do it. If they say you need to uh, get rid of uh, an eye infection, I know that's one of the that you must use your own urine. Do you believe it because yes. Gogo says it? I think it's because uh, the adults in our family say so, or they say, um, in my family it was like the gospel truth, that if you eat standing up, all your, your, your projects or your matters or whatever, even your problems, will never be resolved. <laughs> okay. So you must sit down. If you don't sit down when you're eating, you shall face the music all your life. You'll never accomplish anything. You won't finish, you won't finish anything. Excuse me. And, do you and another thing that yes. uh, that also we were told. So sorry. Another thing that we were told about lightning. I heard somebody talk about lightning. That you cover everything shiny when there's lightning. Mm. Uh, not only is it is God speaking, but also the lightning will strike that family if you don't cover. So we used to cover mirrors. We used to cover glasses. We used to cover everything, and we definitely did not eat when the Lord was speaking. I'm going to exploit you because I know you're a storyteller. Is there one that you can tell us that you think falls within an old wife's tale? That is, that is South African or that is African? 
one that is known uh, by many Nguni people, I don't know if everybody else knows it in South Africa, but it's quite a typical one about uh, the women who knew that they were not supposed, I think this came with, re- with religion as well. Uh, you're not supposed to do any work on Sunday. And this woman, it was very cold in winter, and she had a baby who needed warm water to wash, and they needed to cook for the baby. And uh, this woman thought nobody can see her. She woke up early in the morning, and she ran to the, to the forest to collect firewood so that she could uh, make a fire and cook and warm water for the baby. And um, on her way back, while she was walking back with a bundle of firewood on her head with a dog following her, she was so sure that she had ducked everybody, nobody had seen her, but there was a big storm that suddenly came out of nowhere and twirled and twirled like a, like a, what do you call this? It's Shingishani. What is a Shingishani? One that goes round and round and round. It took up into the sky and she was stuck up on the moon. So to teach people a lesson, every time there's a full moon, you see there's a woman on the moon with a bundle on her head, with a baby on her back and a dog behind her so that we know not to do that. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, Mr. Gulati, science and these old wives' tales, I mean, uh, today is Friday the 13th. I'm going to read some of these SMSs. Um, This one says, Good day, Friday the 13th stems from the day when King Philip of France puts the Knights Templars to the sword on Friday the 13th, October 1307. The Black Death Plague followed, says Barry Concha. And this one says, So lots of stores in Durban are having Friday the 13th specials, like... 13% 13% discount, three bubbly chocolates for 30 rand, bargain day for chocoholics. But the question is, how do you relate? Uh, some people even defer to old wives' tales as opposed to going to a medic to fix a problem that they have. Well, uh, Friday the 13th is uh, considered to be one of the uh, fearful days uh, in modern uh, you know, generation. But I don't find it, uh, there's anything abnormal about Friday the 13th. It's, the life goes in a normal way, and uh, there's no logic uh, what can support that uh, today or Friday the 13th is uh, anything less or uh, bigger than any of the other days. And um, there were a lot of uh, uh, tales uh, which are prevalent, and um, sometimes in India, uh, uh, people are in one of the lunar cycles of 15 days, they're not supposed to eat garlic and onion. I mean, to understand that, uh, the grandma tells them not to eat garlic and onion in that specific day. To understand that, one has to see the irrigation cycle or the agriculture cycle of the garlic and onion where the crop is ready to be, you know, taken out from the ground. And so there's scarcity of that uh, vegetables. That's why, you know, people don't eat uh, the specific uh, garlic and onion in those 15 days. Now it is uh, religiously and culturally made it sound like that, that it's a taboo to eat that uh, vegetable in those 15 days, but the logic behind it is that uh, the agriculture, the the plant is, uh, that the yield is yet to come from the agriculture, so that's why in scarcity it's better not to eat rather than uh, increase the price of that uh, vegetable. 0891 If even if you have a, a humorous side to share with us about this uh, old wives tale 891 what are the most interesting the most shocking the most um, surprising old wives tales that you've heard 891 um, Saki Kota I wonder is there an old wives tale around cook sisters yes well cook sisters is Coming way back, uh, more than a hundred years ago, where it, when it was first uh, baked, 
during the uh, Anglo-Boer War, uh, war and the Hoer uh, Trek. And um, since uh, up to day, it is one of the most delicious desserts one can think of. Mm-hmm. And is there anything that's said about when you eat a cook sister, when or how you make it, what impact it will have on you? Uh, well, um, if you want to be to be sweet, uh, eat a cook sister. And do you know that there's even a memorial uh, at Urania uh, in the uh, in the western uh, in the northern Cape uh, commemorating uh, the uh, use of uh, and the history and the sweetness of a cook sister. Well, there you go. It certainly is sweet. I mean, I, I can't see how you would miss being sweet if you have one. I, I am just looking... Hey, uh, hello. Uh, yes, Sapiso? Yes, ma'am, good. I have to go and do a sound check. I'm performing at the Hilton Art Festival in Petermaritzburg, and I'm on stage at 9 o'clock sharp. Okay. <laughs> All right. There are high schools everywhere here, and I'm so excited about this festival. Yeah, and I'm performing again tomorrow for the general public, and I just made me think there will be somebody who's asking me about this Friday, the 13th, so we are playing, and even in other countries, like in America, they don't even have the 13th floor uh, when you are on the, uh, when you are in, in a tall building, and uh, of course the lift will not stop on the, uh, on the 13th, because there's no, they don't have uh, this thing of, of, uh, of taking it as a myth, they take it as a reality, this 13th. Well, there you have it. Thank you very much for taking the time to join us, though, Ms. Glenna Mkhlope, storyteller, as you heard her say. She's just about to uh, do that right now. If you want to call us, you can give us a call now, 891 Share your stories with us, your thoughts with us around old wives' tales. What are the most interesting ones or scary ones that you've heard, good, bad, and how has it impacted on you? Irene in Durban, you say if a woman is on her menstrual, she mustn't wash? Yes, someone said to me that she should never wash her hair, she would lose all her strength. Oh. Um, and, and I had to disabuse her of that because she was a young woman and I thought she was going to go through life believing that. And I, I don't think it would have worked well for her just in terms of... Uh, you know, the, the atmosphere around her, there certainly would have been a smile that accompanies that. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Irene. Irene okay. in Durban, if you want to give us a call, do so now. 0891 104208. 0891 Just, I see that there was a study undertaken recently saying that 33 million Brits believe in old wives' tale. And this survey saying that people, you know, would rather not sort of uh, crack their knuckles because they believe it will give you arthritis, that whole thing of eating carrots because it improves your eyesight, eating too much sugar because it brings about uh, diabetes. And other common old wives tell saying that if you tip your head back to relieve a nosebleed, that will work. Eating an apple between meals will keep your teeth clean. I know I've certainly heard that. I'll come to you in just a moment, Mr. Gulati, but I see I've got Njabula on the line from Midrand. Hi, Njabula. Hi, how are you? I'm Kate, thank you. This is a very good topic, eh? Mm-hmm. So, share you, your story. <coughs> when, when, we grew, when we were growing up in the valleys, they used to say, um, you must not uh, urinate on the river because you'll change your sex. <laughs> so if you are a boy, you will turn a girl. Now, the, the logic behind that was because they knew that down, down the river, other people are using the water to drink. 
Ah, okay. So I just like the, the logic how these things were presented because they were controlling a certain behavior, mm, you know, mm. on us as we, as we grew up. Absolutely, you're right. Thanks a lot, Angela. Uh, and, and you know, it is said that old wives' tales are, are, are meant to educate children just on basic principles of society. I've got Silla on the line from Nelspeet. Hi, Silla. Hi, Kirby. How are you? Well, thanks. How are you? Uh, good show. Uh, you see, when this thing, uh, let me start by saying this thing uh, really helped uh, us as society, particularly black people, to to to, to uphold the respect and, and and avoid social unacceptable behavior in a society. Mm. You see, when 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 we grew up, where I where I grew up, the village where I was born. Uh, when you see the funeral profession, you're supposed to hide, and if you're on the street, you're supposed to sit down. And then when you are, you are passing a graveyard, you're not supposed to point the finger at the graveyard because we're told that no, your, 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 your finger will no longer strike straight. And when you are in the graveyard, you are told to be quiet because it's a place of quietness. In some areas, they're still, you know, giving you a fine if you speak in a funeral. So that thing was really upholding what we are as human beings, and particularly as black people. But now has changed. You see people dancing in graveyards, uh, releasing bullets, doing this and that. Mm-hmm. I think if we can really teach our children uh, about how we grow up, we can have a better South Africa. Thanks, Thank Lilo. Elias in Limpopo. Yeah, yes, how are you? Well, thanks. How are you? Very much fine. I, I'm, I'm really loving you as when the latter, I mean, the previous speaker saying that when you see a progression of uh, mm. the funeral, they would say you must eat a piece of uh, piece of sand. I don't know what was that for. How did that come to be in your health? Those are the things of the issue that we could not have during that time. Uh, thanks a lot, Elias. I, I'm going to get back to my guests in just a moment. I want to read some of the SMSs that are coming in as well. This one says, if you jump over someone's legs, you'll pee the bed. Uh, I've heard that one before. My mom always told us never to clip my nails after dark. Still can't. It's not signed. On Facebook, Tandy Sonagila says, do not eat inside a pot because it'll rain on your wedding day. V spoke about that. Simpio and Clago says, don't jump a fire or you'll ur- urinate blood. My mother used to say that. Tamba Donald says, no whistle blowing at night. Well, it's 8.30. News headlines now with the Bakshni Chetty. Thanks, Rob. 28 minutes to nine. Let's find out what to expect on Morning Talk. Rowena Bird is the host, and she'll join you from 9 o'clock till 12 midday. So any favorite old wives old wives tales that you've got? You, you know what, Tepito? I think I'm one of the most, or I was one of the most superstitious people I knew until recently. I changed that about myself because I remember it was a Friday the 13th last year, some Friday the 13th last year, and something phenomenal happened in my life. Something beautiful happened in my life. So I thought, henceforth, Friday the 13th is my day. And tell me, Rowena, did you, did you, were you one of those people who jump over something? You know how there are people, people um, <laughs> jump over something? You, you know what, Tepiso? If a black cat were to cross my path, I do not move. I remember in Cape Town, I used to live in a, in a, in a cul-de-sac. Uh-huh. This black cat crosses. I'm from some jazz thing in early in the morning, three o'clock in the morning, and obviously there'd be nobody to cross before I do, you know, because mm-hmm. the whole the whole um, uh, belief I think is that somebody else must cross before you, and uh, the, the the bad luck doesn't come to you. So I, I slept in the car. 
I slept in the <laughs> I slept in the car because I couldn't go home, which was just here. Home was here. You have no idea. You have no idea. I never used to use the last of anything. If it's the last of anything, it's not mine. If it's the last sweet in the pack, that's not mine. Okay, I mean, the, 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 list, the list is endless. I don't want to bore you with it. You're not boring me at all. Anyway, this is what's coming up on Morning Talk this morning. In the first hour of the show, we'll talk about the rights of unmarried fathers versus the rights of mothers. This is vis-a-vis children. And then we continue our series with Cajiso Trust and their initiative and community upliftment. And this morning, we highlight the importance of public-private partnerships. And uh, we'll also find out what improvements have been made to the master's office and how these will improve the delivery of justice in South Africa. Um, Later on, we'll talk about the Car Seats for Kids campaign. And obviously, the regulars will remain like the news and economics. That's morning talk for today. The Forum at 8 on SAFM. So we're talking about what are the most interesting old wives' tales that you have heard. 891 uh, You can give us a call on this number. We'd certainly like to hear from you. Very interesting stories coming out. We're in conversation with Saki Kosa, board member of the Afrikaans Language and Culture Association, Mr. Nikhil Gulatin, astrologer fortune teller from India. I, I, I'm joined in the studio still by Vibhakshini Chetty. We're going to hear from her in just a moment what are some of the things that she's done. You heard what Rowena was saying. But uh, Mr. Gulati, I, I wonder, is there a crossover between uh, fortune teller, fortune telling astrology and these old wives' tales? Yes. There's a disturbance in the background where you are, and um, perhaps I'll get uh, Saki Kotsa to to just talk to us about uh, what some of his observations have been around uh, this uh, this issue that we're talking about, old wives' tales. You've just heard what some of my colleagues are saying. Uh, Rowena was just absolutely fascinating. Have you seen anybody do anything that is which is embedded in these old wives' tales that Mr. Kotsa? Hello, yes. Yes. I, I was asking, have you experienced somebody practicing these old wives' tales to a point that it, it would have surprised you, startled you? Uh, no, uh, maybe not uh, uh, um, uh, tales in the real sense of the word, but uh, in the, in the uh, Afrikaans culture, we are very used to what we call Bururata. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yes. And... Uh, there are so many people believe that uh, that Buddha rat for a disease or a sickness uh, is still the best than any product in the in the chemist. Uh, many of these uh, Buddha rats uh, stems from uh, u- using uh, herbs, uh, especially uh, t- uh, South African traditional uh, herbs and plants. Uh, but I think the most important one was as children, we used to custard oil. And our parents told us, if you're sick, never mind the sickness, custard oil will, will, will do it. And mm. uh, it, was not, it was not, it's still not the most pleasant drink. 
uh, to use. But uh, it was a it was an old tale story that in many circles still do the thing. We're taking calls on 0891-104208. So, V, your favorite old wives tales. What have you done and that you still do today? Come mm-hmm. on, let's confess here. Well, first I have to tell you that you know I enjoy a piece of cheese early in the morning. Uh-huh. Right? The rest of the team always watches me. And I have this one colleague who would go past me every morning just as I munch this piece <laughs> of cheese. And he would shake his head and say... You're going to get pregnant. Even if you don't want to. Eating so much of cheese, you're just going to fall pregnant. You know, it's funny that you should say that because with our chief producer, I was once having uh, some nuts. And he was really genuinely shocked. And he said, what are you doing? I said, I'm eating some cashew nuts. He said, no, women don't eat nuts, avocados, boiled <laughs> eggs. You're not supposed to do that. And I don't know. He never explained to me whether he feared that I'd get pregnant. But... Mm. Um, so what what else do you do? Well, there's also the one about, have you heard that if you want to conceive, <laughs> the notion is after having sex, you should stand on your head. <laughs> Apparently, it's easy access, but we all know that doesn't really work, right? Okay. And then, of course, there's one about if you eat strawberries when you're pregnant, your baby will have birthmarks. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I've I think my mom was eating strawberries, definitely. <laughs> and then you said something about your hair. Yes. You said it's a, it's what uh, within the Indian culture is told. At night, you shouldn't go out late at night or come back early the next morning with your hair loose or open, as we would say, because it attracts apparently evil spirits. So whilst you're in your car getting ready to jump out, you'd quickly put in a, a low bun or tie it up in some sort of way with a hair clip or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A- and you said something about um, if you're visiting somebody and they give you... You know, uh, containers, Tupperware, which is often the case. Access putello, and I buy luggage. I'm trying to think. Yes, yes. Yes. And and what do you do then? If any, if there's any meat in it, the person giving it to you would ensure that they put in a chili, a a dry red chili, and that would make it would ward off the evil spirit because apparently it likes meat and it will follow you into your house. And then you also do this trick when you get home late at night. You take a match, and I can't remember if it's the right shoulder or the left shoulder, but you strike this match and you throw it over your shoulder and you burn whatever's behind you. Zandile on the light from Durban. Hi, Zandile. Hello, Sissy. How are you? Fine. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Speaking to Zandile from Georgia. Yes, Zandile. Yes. What stories can you share with us? Yes. We were told when we were boys, I'm still a boy, of course, uh, we were told that you never eat from the pot because your testicles are going to grow bigger than they actually supposed to be. Okay, all right, thanks a lot, <laughs> Wendy writes an email. Uh, years ago, a friend was told by an old lady that if you wanted to abort an unwanted baby, you should put sticking plaster over your navel and the fetus would suffocate. Happy Friday, 13th. Wendy, that's a horrible one. I'm mm. sorry, I, that just didn't get down well. 0891, but thanks for sharing that with us. 0891 Um Do give us a call, share your stories with us. Pio and Kezad says, in rural areas, when there's big hurricane coming, people uh, put drums and make all sorts of noises to deter from coming, and you must tell it when 
when it should go. Very interesting that. Joyce says, thanks, Sepiso, and and the team for today's lighthearted topic. It's been very difficult recently with sad stories. We all need to laugh at ourselves. Absolutely, Joyce. And, and that's what we were hoping for, too. You know, just uh, talk amongst ourselves about the interesting things that we do and just the rationale behind them, because for me, that's the fascinating aspect of it. Because we laugh at it, but we find ourselves doing it. We do it. I absolutely. remember growing up, I would like to eat bread in a certain way. So I would have my bread and then I'd be eating curry, for example. I wouldn't eat the crust. So I would eat the inside of the slice and leave the crust untouched and intact. And my uncle would always rush over and touch my food and break up the bread. And I would be so perplexed. And he would say, you have to eat, you have to break the crust because you're digging a grave for your parents. Wow. And he used to scare me. <laughs> Fascinating. Yeah. Okay, let, let's uh, get back to, I believe we have him on the line now, Nikhil Gulati is back on the line, an astrologer and a fortune teller. So, Mr. Gulati, I was, uh, I was asking, in, in your fortune telling work, have you come across any interesting old wives' tales that people bring to you just for fortune telling purposes? There's lots and lots of, uh, because people come to fortune teller and they are confused in their uh, lives in some different aspects of their lives. It can be in relationships. A lot of women and men ask uh, about their relationship aspect and they fear that, you know, uh, somebody has done something on them or there's some evil spirits on them in their professional life or their personal lives. And uh, um, because of the the experiences in the past and what their, uh, you know, uh, their grandma and their ancestors have been telling them that things are not going right for them, so they have to do this ritual or mm. to do that ritual to, or to fast on this day or to, you know, to fast on this day. So there are lots and lots of uh, uh, rituals which are followed uh, in time memorial, which are still being followed in your country, which are followed everywhere in the world also. Mm. And uh, something very small like, you know, when a person gets out of the house, uh, if a black cat crosses uh, the way, then it is considered in, inauspicious uh, in, in India. And uh, here also, like uh, when uh, somebody is going for an interview, then the mother or the grandmother gives him a little bit of sugar in his mouth so that, you know, he's going for something auspicious. So this will get him good mm. luck. So there are small uh, things which are followed in different societies which uh, do have a meaning also, but a rational has to be put in, uh, a logic has to be put in before one starts to follow it. And that is what I try to guide people, you know. One one has to be rationalist and one has to be logical to really follow what uh, has been told to them. 0891-104-208, do give us a call. We'd like to hear from you. Uh, I'm finding that so interesting, uh, just learning from you what are the, the practices that you've uh, uh, inherited either culturally, traditionally or even just societally and that you're still doing. Here's some myths uh, that have been dismissed as facts. Um, thumb sucking causes buck teeth. You remember they used to say that? It does. I have buck teeth and I sucked my thumb for many years. <laughs> no, well, they say it's a myth. Uh, clothes help relieve toothache, garlic cloves. I actually believe that's true. But I was going to say it's been found medically to be true. Chewing on bread can stop you crying when peeling onions. Hmm. Uh, toothpaste can send uh, spots packing. People try, try that. that. Sleeping yeah. on your back encourages snoring. 0891-104-208. Doug in Cape Town. Hi, Doug. Hi there. How Hi. are you? Fine. How are you, Doug? Very well, thank you. Mm. Um, this myth, uh, if it is a myth, uh, about... Uh, 
carrots giving you good eyesight. Yes, yes. I was told it originated in the Second World War um, because of the shortage of food, uh, you know, with the war going on. Um, they wanted people to get good proteins and that, so they told, the, spread the rumor that uh, the bomber pilots and, and the pilots in the, in the Royal Air Force ate carrots so, that, so they could see their targets better. Wow. And this encouraged the population to eat carrots. And in the meantime, it was nothing about improving your eyesight, it was just getting proteins into the population. <laughs> Thanks for that, Doug. I didn't know that. And here all along we get a picking carrot <laughs> juice is going to get it. Well, what is that uh, uh, vitamin in... in, in it's vitamin A, is it, or in carrots that uh, we believe we, if we, because of that, it improves your eyesight. Yeah. A game or in Hermanus? Morning. Um, Hi. This is great fun. I never pick up a knife that I've dropped. Always make somebody else pick it up. You never pick up a knife. Oh yes, that okay. Yeah. And the reason being? I'm not sure. My mother did it, and so I do it. And you've never thought about it? No. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. But, but please, Rowena, please note today is the 13th of the 3rd, 13. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's yeah. true. That's true. 13th yeah. of the 3rd. Thanks a lot, uh, okay. Gaymore. Even more spooky. <laughs> uh, we just don't need a black cat, right, Rowena? I have one at home. <laughs> Jimmy in four ways. Hi, Jimmy. Hi, let me share with you what I knew in the past. What happened is if your wife was getting a girl's only and you would like to have a boy, we were told that you must sleep, make love when you're wearing a overall and working boots. <laughs> then you get a boy. I Thank you very much. Jimmy, don't go. Jimmy, don't go, because I really need to ask you this. So have you, have you practiced that? Have you practiced <laughs> Do you have no, any I boys? Didn't it. I didn't practice it. Fortunately, our first born was a girl, was a boy, so there was no need for us to have. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks Jimmy. To happen overall. Thanks, Jimmy. You know, that Paula is telling you about. Fee, they say 15% of the parents in the UK believe that if a pregnant woman is carrying low, she's expecting a boy, and if she's carrying height, will be a girl. And we have that. Mm-hmm. If your nose is fat. It means it's a boy because apparently boys are supposed to make you look ugly. Sure. <laughs> Jennifer, in, uh, Jennifer, you're calling from Lesotho. Is, is that correct? Hi, Jennifer. Um, I read a story many years ago about a um, Jewish lady who um, heard from somewhere that if you wear gum boots, you won't get struck by lightning. Yes, I, I remember. But doesn't that have something to do with? Uh, a rubber being a bad conductor. Jennifer? Okay, I think I've lost Jennifer. 891 This is so funny. A lot of it is linked to practicality, isn't it? But it's just packaged in a very fun, silly way sometimes. But I think, for me, the fascinating part is uh, it was like a gamer who said that she doesn't know why she does it, but if mommy says it, She's just not going to do it. Yeah. And and parents just are so convincing. I mean, suppose being authority figures, we just, I, I just won't do it. But I, one of the callers, I think it was in Zandilu, who spoke about the funeral procession thing. I know that we still do it in our communities. And it's taboo, actually, even when you have a grave site, to even talk loudly. Mm.
0891-104-209-208, rather, we're in the studio. 0891-104-208. Judy is in Durban. Hi, Judy. Hi, I was just um, enjoying your show, but I um, wanted to tell you, I grew up on this farm in the Drakensberg, and I had a Sutu nanny. Um, we, as children, unfortunately, had lots of warts on our knees, which she found rather distressing. Mm-hmm. And in the mountains, high up in the mountains, there were these little cactus plants that had a rather wart-like appearance. And she believed that if she cut those and put the milk on the warts, they would disappear. So she would put us on our back and walk right up to the top of the mountain, cut the plants and place them on our knees. And in fact, the warts did disappear, but I think it was incidental. <laughs> Actually, you know, it's funny you should say that, Judy. I used to have a wart growing up, and I got kicked while playing soccer with the boys, and I remembered that they say if you cut a wart, it means it'll never, you'll never have mm-hmm. one again. Oh, well, guess, really? what, guess what I did? I cut the wart myself. Didn't it bleed endlessly? It did, profusely, but I was just about, no, 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 I've heard, and I did it. I, I, stupid thing to do, but thanks a lot, Judy. Musa on the line from Durban. Hi, Musa. How are you doing? Well, thanks. How are you? I, I'm, I'm good. I'm just having a laugh. I'm joining the conversation much late. Um, but uh, the one I can think of um, is the one where we were told when when uh, a hare was going was to go past, it didn't matter whether it had um, it had the body or not inside. You had to hold your your hair right in the middle of your head uh, <laughs> for your parents not to die young. <laughs> so we used to have a serious problem because we didn't have hair when we grew up. We, we used to shave our hair every time because, uh, you know, we never used to have when we, we were young at school. We were not allowed to have hair. So did it ever scare you, Musa, that, that, that you're not protecting your parents because you don't it have hair? It was horrible because <laughs> you didn't know what to do, whether to run or to do what. <laughs> this is bringing back memories for me. I did that for years. Really? <laughs> yes. Thanks, Musa. Uh, 0891-104-208. Please uh, do call us. Share your old wives' tales with us. So some of the ridiculous things that you do as a result of either myth, superstition, to uh, give us a call, please. 0891-104-208. Jennifer, uh, who's in this sort of back on the line with us. Hi, Jennifer. Um, uh, the rest of the story was that this old Jewish lady yes. spent her entire life in gumboots. Even in bed, she wouldn't <gasps> take them off. Are you serious, Jennifer? It's total. I'm sure she had a bath in them. <laughs> that must have been a difficult one. <laughs> Thank you very much for sharing that with us, Jennifer. Oh, 891 Let me see. Hopefully the line has improved with uh, Mr. Gulati. Let's just get a final word from him, Mr. Gulati. Uh, so what would you like to say to people about these old wives' tales? We're going to take more callers, but I thought just because, unfortunately, you're struggling with the line, uh, you would uh, like to say something to us. Yes, uh, there has to be rational and logic behind what we follow in modern times because these uh, do's and don'ts have started a few centuries back uh, when uh, the intellectuals of that time uh, would have decided that uh, because uh, there is a uh, there's a problem so that to uh, the, the constitution of the country at that time or the do's and don'ts of that time are stable, prevalent and uh, uh, probably one has to be very rationalist and one has to be very logical to refine it and to follow it and use one's mind before one blind, blind, blindly follows it. 
Oh, thank you very much, Mr. Gulati. Nikhil Gulati is an astrologer and fortune teller. But please do give us a call. I'm really enjoying hearing from you about these old wives' tell 891 I know my mother would say that I'm not allowed to sleep on a bed where a male person has slept before. If I, if I share sheets with a male person, that means I'll fall pregnant. So to this day, that's not allowed in my mother's house. Elvis in Fitbank. Hi, Elvis. How are you? Well, thanks. How are you? Fine. Mm, so in the olden days, there was this uh, red beetle. Yes. Normally, this is around December. Mm-hmm. So normally, we'll just uh, throw a circle around that beetle and cross it over. And then you will tell that beetle what do you want for Christmas. And then apparently, your parents will buy you more presents for Christmas. If you told that beetle what you, whatever you wanted. And did it work? <laughs> Since we were children, we thought it worked, but... Uh, it never came to be there. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much, Elvis. Maduna okay. is in the free state. Hi, Maduna. Hi, Maduna. Hello. Hi. Hey, how are you? Well, how are you? No, I'm, I'm laughing my lungs out this morning. Hi, that's very interesting, isn't it? It is, it is indeed. Let me share with you what, and you know what's a piece? Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I, I like what Vabagni uh, said. You know, we, we don't believe this thing, but somehow we find ourselves doing them anyway. It's true. You it's know, true. I, I don't understand. It's like we have no power over them. I don't know. Let me share with you this thing. You know, when I grew up, my mother used to say, no, when you exchange the heads, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you must spit in them so that whatever headaches or some head diseases of that person, they don't get transferred to you or transmitted to you. Wow. Even on this day, when I'm in the sun and so on, and my, I'll say, not borrow your crap, whatever, but I, I don't know why. I will just see myself spitting in that cap before I put it on my head. You know, and, and I oh, find no. it quite interesting. Okay, really. I hope you don't wear a cap off and it might be trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks Jason, uh, let's go to Tim first. Tim and Lady Smith. Hi, Tim. Morning, Tapito. How are you? Fine. How are you? Good, thank you. Uh, look, when I was a kid and I had mumps, uh-huh. and uh, my dad said we've got to go into the forest with a couple of the elders from the village, and there was a certain tree, and you had to chop the bark off a bit and, and rub the sap on your cheeks. And you had to say to the tree, mums, mums, go away, I'm not a cow. And, <laughs> and, and did it work? Because of the power of the mind, Tim, is something very awesome. I, I don't know how long mumps take to go away anyway, but, but it, it did eventually. Away after two weeks. So. <laughs> Thanks a lot, uh, Tim, Tim and Lady Smith. Jess and Devon. Hi, Jess. Good morning to you, Sabisa. Hi. Um, one of the most important things, I think, which hasn't been said this morning, and uh, it's not a nice one, but what about the myth that if you rape uh, a virgin, you will not get AIDS mm. and sometimes you can get powers? Yeah, that, that's and I think that I'd love to hear that myth crushed. I, I think, yeah, some things lack rationale, though, don't they, Jess? And I suppose that's also part of why we're discussing this. Why do we do the things that we do? But uh, thanks for that, Jess. Jess in Durban. Masai in Johannesburg. Hi, Masai. Hi, Tabi. How are you? Well, how are you? I'm good, good. Um, yes, uh, you know, growing up as a head boy, you know, in the villages of uh, the former trans guy in Umtata, mm. 
as young boys would go out hitting ship and cattle, and I mean, there's games that you play when you're there. Um, one of them, I mean, being to hunt for badness, badness, you know, and um, it was sort of a competition as to who who can get the most badness. But now the superstition, the superstitions part about it, it comes in where you find your bird's nest, and as boys you you head the cattle, the sheep, and then you go home. Mm. And when you get home, there are do's and don'ts. For instance, um, uh, during the time when you are harvesting um, maize and and all of that, they, you normally sit around the fire eating fresh corn and stuff. And you were not allowed, it was taboo to talk about anyone's business or even your own. Because oh. the belief was that by the time you get there tomorrow, It'll be gone. the bed will be gone. Mm-hmm. And also about, there was also about um, something about watching your, 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 your own, uh, uh, um, what you call, uh, when you walk around the bird's nest, if, 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 if you, you must watch where the sun is, so that um, you you don't have your um, what what's it called? Oh, you you don't you don't have the sun uh, and your your. Um, it, say it in new language, Musai. It's Tunzi man and. Shadow. <laughs> and husband is Libalanjan. Yes, your shadow. <laughs> uh, your shadow. Your shadow doesn't go over the uh, 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 the bird's nest because then the bird will be gone. Now you could say that these were untrue, but. I mean, when you come in, when you come to your bed the next day, and the bed is, is not there, after a friend of yours, Shadow, had crossed over the bed's nest, you are bound to believe that it's true. Thanks a lot, say Thank you to all of you. I mean, I've just really had such a, a, a fantastic time listening to all of these stories. This one is from Singon Makado. So we were growing up here in Venda. Whenever you wanted to start a fire to cook and you haven't got matchsticks, you couldn't always go next door and get the burning fire, but you could do it before sunset. And... Uh, this one is from NG saying that I think to answer all these old wives' tales, to get yourself a young wife, Peter Wiley, grandma, used to say that shoes on the table brings bad luck. In rural areas when there's a big hurricane coming, people put drums. Okay, we read that one. Um, I've got some very interesting ones that I'd really like to share with you. I'm so sorry that we didn't have time. My mother's favorite was he that you sang at the dining table because you would get a mad husband, says Nerisa, if you sing at the dining table. That means a mad husband for you. So we're going to tweet some of these that um, we've gotten, but thank you so much. It's been such an enjoyable uh, discussion with you. Thanks to the team, Tracy Boomgard, Mishoshan Jalen, Zwaki Kugwen, Zagilen Tlati, our senior producers, Lungi Lemabaso, and thank you, Lemabaso. Not a couple, by the way, for those of you who've wondered. Technical producer, Judy Mutupi, and our foreign producers, Ronald Piri and Jake Mugoma. Chief producer, Wotsilo Kodra, executive producers, Busi Chani and Obrecetia. From myself, Sepiso Makota, and the team, and you. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Enjoy the rest of your Friday. It's 9 o'clock. Your news with Fabakshini Chetty, followed by Morning Talk with Rowena Bird.